Welcome to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Each week, we'll be bringing you conversations about the mission of the Salvation Army right here in East Tennessee. For more information about the show and the work the Salvation Army is doing here in Knoxville, Tennessee, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org forward slash BTS. Or you can visit SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. My name is Ron Day. I am your host, and we have with us... Our official co-host, Beans. She's or right Janine. here. She, <laughs> everybody knows you as Beans. I think that's just, we just need to go with that. Okay? It's branding. I'm going to go with Janine. It's a registered trademark now. And so moving on around the table, we have a special guest with us for this episode. This really? is none. Uh, yes. He's, well, I don't know if he's, he's somewhat special, I suppose. No, I think so. Mostly just because he's here. His name is Zach. You're going to have to give me that last name again because I keep forgetting your last name. Legodney. Legodney. Now, Zach, I need to give you one little heads up. You're going to need to speak directly into that microphone at all times. There you go. You're best friends for at least another 45 minutes. But don't touch it. Yeah. it did. Well, you can touch the microphone. Just don't. With your mouth. You don't hit it. I'm just glad to have a friend. That's it. (laughs) And now we get a window into who Zach Legodney (laughs) is today. Okay. Well. Zach, you were joining us here. This is the fir- your first time on the show, and thank you so much for being here with us and uh, taking the time. I know um, we had scheduled this earlier this week, and, and that got rescheduled. Yeah. It was rescheduled. It wasn't canceled. There was, that's a different thing. There's a very important distinction there. Canceling means it may never happen, but rescheduling, yeah. are you seriously, <laughs> seriously you rescheduled sipping it. your coffee into the microphone? <laughs> Zach, I apologize. <laughs> I don't know why you needed to <laughs> tell the world that. Well, there was some kind of noise in the background. Anyway. Beans loves your coffee. Okay. <clears throat> I do. So, Zach, thank you very much for joining us once again. And uh, if you would, please just share a little bit about your story. Where are you from? What, you know, what, uh, what makes you you? Tell us about, you know, you can go back to as far as birth, if that's, you know, works for you. Uh, please feel free to share. That'd be quite a story. And you know, that's fine. All Go for it, man. Through. We want to hear it. Uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I was born, uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, I was born in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, back in the uh, the great year of 1988, and uh, from my mama. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I spent 12 years in Nebraska. Uh, I have quite a large uh, family that's still out there. Yep. Uh, I got like 30 cousins. <clears throat> and um, moved from there to uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. When I was 12 and spent mm-hmm. uh, about 20 years there, and I moved from there about five months ago. Um, and then, let's see, at 18 or no, 17, I joined the Army. And, yeah. Did you just say Army? The Army. <laughs> Army strong. What did you do in the Army? Uh, I was a surgical tech. Hmm. Okay, that sounds terrifying. What? <laughs> some <laughs> days. Some days were very boring. Some days were terrifying. Wow. Uh, well, uh, were you deployed, or did you stay here stateside? Or uh, I was re- I was reserved there, but um, so I spent like one year training here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, one year uh, deployed uh, to Iraq. Okay. Nine months in Tikrit and three months in Talil, Cobb Adder, which just so happens to be Nasri or AKA Ur mm-hmm. that I figured out after I became a Christian. Okay. <laughs> Ur of the Chaldees. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your service. Um, we uh, we we absolutely love our veterans here at the Salvation Army. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, you're going from one army to the other, and we're we're glad to have you here at the Salvation Army. Um, oh, that's right. 
He is going from <laughs> just continue. No, he is fin- going please from finish one your army thought. To the other. <laughs> finish your thought. I'm, he is he is doing that. You're right. He is going from one army to the other. Absolutely. And you came here from St. Pete, you said. Yes. St. Pete, Florida. Or St. Petersburg, Florida, sorry. Um I uh, I spent some time in Bradenton, just thirty minutes south of St. Petersburg. Uh, a couple of years I lived down there. And uh, we talked about that off air just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, tell me a little bit about your experience there, because I remember when I lived there, that I I didn't like most of it. Uh, I loved the fishing. You didn't like Florida? <laughs> uh, no. Was know. it the heat? You know, there, that was, you know, I lived in Orlando early when I was in my twenties, and for that period of time, yes, it was the heat. I hated it, and um, of course, uh, I was in a bad relationship, and I didn't like that either. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but, but yeah, while I was in Orlando, it was the heat. But now over on the coast, uh, the heat was, was easy to deal with just because, you know, you had the beach, you had the surf and all that Ocean. stuff. I, yeah, I mean, it made it a little bit more tolerable. So the heat wasn't as bad there. It was the, the people, and not, not the people as individuals, the crowd. There were so many people. Tourists. So many people, yes, many tourists and, and so many people. And that was really the thing I didn't like. What, what would you, how would you describe your experience in that St. Petersburg area? Yeah, more people even uh, every day. Uh, there was tons of people moving down. It was getting difficult to move, and the, the mm-hmm. rents went up. Uh, but uh, that's recently. Uh, and my experience there was pretty awesome. I loved being there because <clears throat> you're always, as you know, St. Pete, the, like a peninsula. Mm-hmm. You're always, the furthest you're like 15 minutes from the beach. Or during spring break, that turns into like 45 or 50. <laughs> Stuck <laughs> right. behind <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> um, so it was it was awesome. It was a huge change coming from Nebraska. Um entering middle school, changing schools, uh, into Florida because it was a completely different uh, type, or I don't know how to, how to say different uh, mm-hmm. social, how, how would you, I don't know how you say that, but yeah, different that's okay. type of kids per se. Sure. Um, and so Social was, climate, culture, yeah. Uh-huh, I walked into middle school getting bullied for the different type of flip-flops, which didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen in Nebraska. I had good friends there. <laughs> so and, wait a minute, I, you got to stop for a minute. You got made fun of. <laughs> for flip flops. For flip flops. Yep. Yeah. It was a rough few first days at uh, the Cut. new school. <laughs> I'm looking at beans. As, what are those? They're slides. Not flip flops. No. But they do do the flip flop action when you walk, right? Yeah. Okay. So they are flip flops. So um, <laughs> a flip flop okay. by any other name. Okay. Don't, no, you got made fun of for flip flops. That's the first time I've heard of that. Yeah, it was it was it was a rough few uh, couple of days. <laughs> Literally, like they were like picking in my backpack. So, uh, you know, they, they had the little trick where you walk and they'll hold your backpack and pull the zipper out. And next thing you know, you have no pens or pencils. Middle or, schoolers are wow. They're rough. There was a rough crowd, man. And uh, I didn't realize St. Pete was that hard of a hood. <laughs> <laughs> it got gangster. <laughs> Middle school. Wow, man. That's okay. Well, okay. Please carry on. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more. And, uh, yes, yeah, so toughened up. And then I played, uh, one of the things that I really liked here, uh, is I played football for, uh, seven years and I kind of started right after I got here, <clears throat> which, um, uh, got me out of my, uh, my chubbiness coming out of Nebraska. That helped mm-hmm. out a lot <laughs> and got me, uh, uh, helped me out and not get bullied <laughs> yeah. starting off middle school. But I played football for seven years, um, for the Azalea Bulldogs. I won a championship with them. I just got to throw that out there. The Azalea. Wow. <laughs> Bulldogs, and you won a championship. Won a championship. Got to play uh, Raymond James. Um, wow, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, I went to high school there. went to um, a magnet program for criminal justice where I, where I learned I didn't want to do criminal justice. <laughs> 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 All right. Because they took us like on tours and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, it was a really cool program. 
one year they just like we did a bunch of like crime scene stuff that was an awesome year that was actually i enjoyed yeah. that maybe that would have been more so cool yeah. interest yeah like we had a whole classroom set up in different rooms and you basically play clue but with in real lot live action that's pretty cool okay yeah mm-hmm. now i want to go i want to go do that let's go let's go do csi <laughs> never mind okay so after that what happens next to zach efron i mean Legodney. Brian, I, I, I prefer, <laughs> for Brian. I'm still working on my voice, still kind of went out. <laughs> um, so from then, um, like, I, what was it, 12th grade, and uh, I realized everyone was like, all like all of a sudden, I don't know, people were like, hey, I'm going to this college, I'm going to that college. And I was like, no one ever told me how to get in college. <laughs> my dad just said, you're either going to Harvard or you're going to be a ditch digger. <laughs> he didn't tell me how to get in, though. <laughs> and uh, uh, But anyway, so I made the choice to uh, join the Army. Okay. And I was going to be a combat medic. My uh, my uh, dad went and signed for me because I was 17. He didn't want me to do combat, which I'm kind of glad about now because I, I prefer to save life. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, I had to have him sign for me, and then I joined um, the Army. Oh, actually, yeah, I joined in the summer of between 11th and 12th grade, delayed entry program, uh, as a surgical tech. But crazy enough, my recruiter, to get a bonus, he actually, um, because when you sign all your paperwork, it's called MEPS, mm-hmm. for anyone out there who hasn't heard it, um, when I signed my paperwork, he had the numbers switched to make me a water sanitizer, something to do with like biological warfare and, and filtering water, <laughs> which is not what I signed up for. And uh, I guess there was a bonus for him to get someone in there. And uh, so my dad had a, one thing, one of the things my dad helped me out with was, uh, getting me out of being a water boy in the military. Wow. <laughs> and so then I got my job back. Um, and then, yeah, I went to basic right out of, um, I think it was less than two months out of high school. Mm-hmm. Turned 18 in basic training, which was fun. The uh, the drill sergeant, they sang for me. Aww. I'm just joking. <laughs> I was going to say, that didn't sound right. <laughs> Not in the Army, anyway. <laughs> that was the Air Force. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's very interesting. So delayed entry, I do have some experience with that. Not myself. My oldest son did that very same thing, but he oh, went nice. into he went into the Air Force, but he did delayed entry, and he did six years uh, up in Tacoma, Washington, at uh, at a joint base, which was Army and Air Force. Um, I can't remember what the what was the name of that base up there, Tacoma, Washington. Uh, Lewis McCord. Nice. Uh, that's the name of the base up there. Anyway, so nice. um, there. yeah, that was. I can tell you from a father's perspective, that was that was tough um, because. He was 17 years old, and all of a sudden, he's not in my home anymore. Uh, but he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He decided in eighth grade that's what he wanted to do. Wow. And he followed through wow. with it. Wow. What type of job? Uh, he was or a crew MLS, chief. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. He crew was, chief. He was crew chief on, Such a cool job. on a big C, is it C-17? Those are huge. Yeah, now. yeah, the big yeah, the big cargo planes. Uh, yeah, then he did that for six years uh, up there with no sunshine. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yes, beans. <laughs> I love that. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> I was in ROTC. You were? In high school. That's awesome. Yeah. So. And then what happened? <laughs> I did not continue. I can't do it. <laughs> after 12th grade. <laughs> I, I just awesome. was in it and didn't want to pursue that. I don't blame you. I was not in ROTC uh, because they ran a lot. And I didn't yeah, like that. Did. I didn't like that. I had to do a lot of push-ups. Yeah. Now I did like that they carried wooden rifles. I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, I was uh, in that color guard. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and my uh, Caleb, my oldest, he was he was in ROTC also before he went into the Air Force. But anyway, so Zach, uh, we are going to uh, we're going to have to go to a break here in just a little bit. Uh, we're running a little short on time. 
uh, on for this segment. But uh, we do want to get to how you came to be here at the Salvation Army. I don't want you to start in on that right now. We'll do that when we come back. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, we want to hear about your story and what brought you here to the Salvation Army. Uh, What kind of, you know, what role you're going to be playing here, uh, what role the, the Salvation Army is playing in your life. Uh, we'd just like to hear that from you coming up. Uh, right now, we are going to take a short break. We'll be back with our weekly devotional that will be brought to you by none other than the one and only Major Cameron Henderson. And he'll be with us here in just a little bit. So for all of you out there who would like to hear more about how Zach, not Brown, but Zach Efron, not Zach Efron, no, Zach oh Lagodney, has <laughs> come to us Zach. here at the Salvation Army. We'll be back with more from Zach here in just a little bit after our weekly devotional. So, till then, please do not go anywhere. Zach, Zach, Zach. How many times did you say Zach? And welcome back to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield, recorded right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. My name is Ron Day. I'm your host, and I'm sitting here with Major Cameron Henderson. He has our weekly devotional, and I would very much like to turn it all over to you, sir. Oh, wow. Well, I, I feel like I've got the controls of an airplane or something. Indeed you do. But you're such a skilled pilot. I'll do my best. You've got the co-pilot uh, grip, though, right? You're ready to... I, I've got it, sir. Okay, all right, good. Well, I, I, let's finish up um, Psalm 27. I, I'm, I've been enjoying talking about it. Um, you probably are fast-forwarding. You're hitting that 15 seconds ahead of time. You know, when oh, devotional time, let's move forward. <laughs> but uh, I enjoy talking about Psalm 27. Um, um, whenever I get up to preach, my kids usually hope to skip through that part. But um, <laughs> Psalm 27 is fun because it's David, again, David speaking about and claiming testifying to his confidence in God. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm confident in the Lord. Again, because of who he is and because of what I've seen him do over and over again, I'm confident in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and we talked last week about um, the, the, the prayer he offers to the Lord. Let me be with you. Let me not leave that place. Let me stay close to you and, and know you and seek your face. And, and, um, and then my true self is, is revealed. And that's a good thing, because although it might be painful, um, that brings on God's help and His strength, because it's God has given him the power to um, leave behind his own nature and to enjoy the nature of God. So praise the Lord. Amen. So we'll end the psalm with the last two verses. David says, I remain confident of this. I'm reading from the NIV. Um, he said, David says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Have you ever seen the movie What About Bob? Oh, yes, I have. You have? A few times, yeah. Yeah, a few times. Um, I love that movie. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I've not watched it in a long time, but thinking about this message, and, and uh, it caused me to think, I want to watch that movie again. It's a fun one. There's a scene in that movie where um, he's in, where Bob is invited to go sailing. Mm-hmm. And you may remember, he says, oh, no, no, I can't do it. I can't sail. I can't sail. But then he says, but if the craft worthy is, is, is trustworthy and yeah. if the pilot is, or the captain is, is good, mm-hmm. then maybe I will trust it. And so the next scene you see, it's 
Bob shouting, I'm sailing, I'm doing it, I'm sailing, look at me, I'm sailing. He says he can't believe he's sailing, and and the, the picture uh, widens out, and you see that Bob has literally tied himself to the mast with this <laughs> massive ropes, and he cannot move. Um, he has uh, tied himself to the mast of this boat, but he is in exhilaration saying, I'm sailing, I'm doing it. And he's looking at the others like, can you believe it about me? I'm sailing, I'm doing it. <laughs> well, here's David. He's saying, I'm sailing, I'm doing it. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Do you need to grow in confident in confidence? How confident are you in God's hand of protection, his hand of provision, his hand of salvation? Well, here's David saying unequivocally, because of all that he's talked about before, who God is, what he's seen him do, because he's spending time with God and he's allowing God to penetrate his heart and, and to teach him how to walk according to, he says, I know I'll see God's goodness while I'm still alive. I know I'll see God's goodness when I my body dies and he'll take care of me and I'm I'm with him but he's saying I know I will see his hand of goodness now and and so God will not only take care of my descendants and and take care of my reputation later while I'm still alive I'm confident that I will see his hand of salvation for me but how can David be so confident well couple things. We already mentioned them. One, he knows who God is. So God is my light and my salvation, my stronghold. He knows that is the one that, um, that I'm trusting in. But he's also seen God do it before. So over and over again, he's seen God um, not only protect him, but cause his enemies to fall. But David gives us some wonderful instructions, and Paul, I mean, um, the Lord gives us some wonderful instructions through David in verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Don't run ahead, literally waiting, trusting his timing. If, if all hope or when all hope seems lost, wait for him. But it's more than just waiting like like time. We think of waiting and we think of timing. And and that's a part of it, the anxiety of trusting in God. Can I wait to trust that he will be here on time or do I get impatient and start to take care of it myself? You know, yeah. so there's part of that. But think of it like this, a tiny string. A tiny string can easily be broken. But if you twist a tiny string into a rope, it can't be broken. That is waiting on the Lord. It's an illustration of waiting on the Lord. The concept is this, tying yourself to him confidently so that you can't turn away. Right. Tying yourself to him confidently. If he falls, I'm falling with him, but I know he's not going to fall because I've, I've seen him um, all my life. But I also know that I'm not going out there alone. I'll break in the battle. Mm -hmm. I will break in, against the enemy and against the world. So I'm going to tie myself to him who I know is the strongest and the winningest and the best champion. I'm going to tie myself to him. Yeah. And so you remember what about Bob? <laughs> wanting to sail, wanting to be able to do this, knowing that I can't in and of myself, and, and deciding instead I'll trust the boat 
and won't be able to break myself free. Once I've decided on trusting the boat, trusting in the captain, I, I make it so that I can't back down now. I make a decision to be confident in him. Amen. Not an emotional exercise or a mental exercise. I'm making a decision for my life that I know is the right one. I've literally tied myself to him. Amen. I've decided on tying myself to him. And I, I'm exaggerating that point a bit because it is a decision. It's a conscious decision. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to put my hope somewhere. No, I've literally tied myself and my future, my hope, my safety. It's all in Him, and I can't control it. Here's the beautiful thing. If we can understand that that's the definition of waiting for the Lord, being tied to Him, then the promise comes after that. So it looks in the NIV like, like um, two instructions. Wait for the Lord, and secondly, be strong and take heart, or three instructions. But I think what that as is, actually, is a promise. Wait for the Lord is the instruction, and the promise is, and you will be made strong, and your heart will be made strong. Mm-hmm. It's actually a passive verb, letting something happen to you. Um, it's... Um, waiting on him, tie yourself to him, and your heart will be made strong because yeah. he does the strengthening, because actually he is the strong one. Um, remember that verse is talking about his divine nature usurps our, our human nature. Yeah. So here it is, God's heart taking over our weak heart. Mm-hmm. So tie yourself to him, wait on him. And you will find yourself growing stronger and your heart growing stronger. Wait for the Lord. That's kind of a sandwich on that verse. Wait for the Lord and you'll be strong and you'll, your heart will be strong. Wait for the Lord. I don't know if you need that now or not. Maybe some listener out there needs to hear that now. As I was studying this passage... I needed to hear it now. Um, and God is good to provide these at just the right time. Yep. But maybe, either now or later, you'll remember why you can be confident in the Lord because of who He is. Why you can be confident in the Lord because of what He has done. How you can be confident in the Lord by drawing so close to Him and never wanting to leave His presence and letting His gaze penetrate your heart, letting him be your teacher and giving you the strength to obey him. That's the key. And then lastly, just making this conscious decision, I will wait on the Lord, I will tie myself to him, and he will make my heart strong. He will make my life go. God bless you as you do that. I know you'll find um, his powerful blessings and you'll be able to say with David, I trusted the Lord, and he was my salvation, just like I thought he would be. Praise God. Amen. We'll be right back. And we're dancing to the Rejoin music because it's awesome. Okay, it's not. It's, it's good, right? The music is fine. The music is... My dance... Are you... You're saying something about my dancing. Yes. For those of you that are joining us or rejoining us 
This is the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. We're recording right out of Knoxville, Tennessee. And my name is Ron Dam, your host, and we have the co-host, Beans. Janine. Beans? What? And who else do we have? <laughs> we also have Zach. Zach. It's not Zach Zach. His last name's not Zach. His last name is Legodney. How do you not know that? Okay, I keep getting it wrong myself. Anyways, I finally got it right. Zach Legodney has been joining us, and we learned a little in the first segment of this show. We learned a little bit about where you're from, who you are, what makes you you, the fact that you were from Nebraska, uh, Omaha, and you lived in St. Pete for a while. There's probably a lot of stuff in between there, but uh, you were in the Army, learned about that. Uh, thank you for your service. And, uh, and, and you arrived here in Knoxville, uh, and uh, we, what we want to know now is – Kind of what? What are you? What's your role here at the Salvation Army? What do you do here? What What kind of role has the Salvation Army played in your life? And how did you get here? How did the Salvation Army even wind up on your radar? What's up? So, um, I think I'll start with how how I got here, and then um, come back to what I'm doing here. I uh, uh, so I was a surgical tech in the Army, and then I deployed to Iraq and did that. So I had experience, and then I switched to doing an anesthesia tech. Um, that way, I'm not stuck in a room with doctors that are difficult to deal with for like five hours at a time. I was like, well, let me get a job that I can run around and uh, not have to do that. <clears throat> and, uh, but anyway, so, uh, I feel like after COVID, everything got like really uh, profit driven and, uh, like a lot of ethics started to leave the hospital. It was morally difficult for me to, to be there. Very profit driven. It's gotten. <clears throat> and, uh, so that, uh, amongst other things, I, um, I left my job, uh, at the hospital in Florida and I'd been saving up uh, for vacation and, uh, but I wasn't able to, uh, I, I was kind of like, I cut that short by a month and a half because I just, uh, they'd underpaid me after being there for a hurricane and uh, add to my work by like four hours a day. But uh, so I ended up uh, taking a road trip to uh, uh, Mexico and checking out a bunch of uh, ancient sites and Chichen Itza and stuff like that. Wow. And then I uh, talked to my buddy in camp here and moved up here and uh, that kind of fell through. And so that's how I ended up at the Salvation Army. I was, I was going to do trucking <clears throat> with my buddy, but then I moved up here and two weeks later he was... Uh, he shot up to Minnesota and kind of left me hanging high and dry. But um, everything happens for a reason. And so I uh, came to the Salvation Army. And um, it was, uh, you know, like any, any kind of situation like that. So kind of uncomfortable to start off with. Mm -hmm. But uh, pretty quickly I started uh, meeting the guys and uh, hanging out with the guys. And <clears throat> it's been a great experience. And to the point where now, um, you know, we're doing uh, basketball, trying to get a basketball league. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've taught like seven or eight guys how to do disc golf, which is kind of one of my things I like doing. Disc Disc golf. Golf. With them disc. frisbees, but the special types. Don't look at me, Beans, like you know what that is. You I do you know. Don't know. You have no idea what I that do is. I do know. She's pretending she knows what it is. I know what the two words I mean. I know. I know what it is. I've never put them together like that. You're going to have to stop for a moment and explain that, please. Disc. It's a beautiful game where uh, uh, the, the different type of discs, and you're playing the uh, same type of like golf. It's two a par, so it's par three per se, par four. Uh -huh. So I hit it just like golf, but the... Only difference is you're using specialized discs that um, <clears throat> once you start getting good, you should be able to do like 300 feet. But you can start to throw discs. Uh, the professionals throw like 600 feet. Um, and, and it's just like golf, but instead, uh, you know, you're curving around trees. Uh, mm -hmm. I love this area because there's actual elevation compared to Florida. So that adds a different uh, te technique or a way about the game that's a lot funner mm -hmm. um, and things uh, of that nature. And it's super fun. I would highly recommend checking it out. It looks like a wine glass. Haven't what is you it? Have seen those things in parks? Well, yeah, I thought it was like a trash can or a special trash can or something to throw your kids in. <laughs> I at. hope you don't put trash. <laughs> throw your kids in them. Or yeah, something. those like leashes they have with oh, the kids. Just like throw it on a chair. Yeah. Come here, buddy. Just throwing in that metal 
chain that's link thing. That's what you put. That's what you throw the discs at. Oh. And they land in there. You know what? You're good. I'm sure it's probably very physical and I wouldn't be interested. So let's move on. Uh, Well, no, that's an important part of what Zach does here. Yeah. Because since he got here, he takes a big group of the guys in Mm -hmm. our shelter disc golfing all the time. Yeah. And they've really gotten into it. And it's like something that they do. Like it gives him something to do outside of here. He's he yeah. basically like turned himself into the activities coordinator. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, well, not kind of cool. That's very cool very that cool. you're doing that Thank kind you. of stuff with them because uh, I love that you're adding another element uh, to things because otherwise it's it's kind of sit around and stay in your head. Um, yeah, and uh, that's a bad. That can be a difficult place to be uh, if you're in your head all the time. So, I agree. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I don't know much about disc golf uh, other than what you've told me so far. Uh, it's not something to throw your kids into, those things in the park. Uh, so that's good to know. So <laughs> as I said, it's physical exercise, wow. so I'm not even interested. So let's move on. Uh, tell, give us more about the, uh, uh, about the your, what, your, what else you do here because it's the basketball, the disc golf. And what else uh, are you finding yourself doing? What are you finding that you love here about this place? Um, one of my one of my main focus has well since 2015, since I got saved, is definitely uh, been getting in the Bible studies and then using uh, those activities to kind of push people, not push them, you mm-hmm. know, or you know, drag them or any of that thing. Right. But um, you know, lead us and and, and you know, whether through my actions or whatnot is just uh, to be able to talk about God, uh, specifically you know the Bible <clears throat> and things like that, and try to get people more involved in that. Uh, I like the uh, the church here. <clears throat> I like uh, I've went through a lot of not a lot of churches in Florida, but quite a few that I were mm-hmm. was disappointed in because there won't be any kind of fellowship Bible study. There's not gonna uh, and here there's actual there's there's mission and purpose. So I found that I've liked that a lot uh, about this place, which has been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so get involved in that and uh, you know yeah, just like you said, people are in their head a lot in their heads a lot and not moving a lot. So I've you know found ways to you know help people start doing interviews and get people moving and things of that nature so we're not stuck staring at walls smoking endless chains of cigarettes <laughs> yeah well very good man that's Lord awesome willing. um i love that you're doing that and I, honestly i'd like to uh, if we could and if you're comfortable sharing it i'd love to hear about your journey to christ um crazy one um I mean, I, I, that's that's one thing I, I think you mentioned back in 2015 was when you received Christ, but I'd like to hear a little bit more about that if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a crazy story. So, you know, I skipped through all the as a, a uh, traumatic, pretty good traumatic uh, childhood as far as uh, my dad being uh, quite violent and stuff. So that I, my, one of the reasons I went to the military was to kind of get away. And then I, I got away into doing uh, trauma surgery in Iraq and you know, uh, very vicious. That's a very vicious job. Very uh, bloody per se, mm-hmm. um, and gunshots and amputations and stuff like that. And so when I came back home, I, I, I no one ever even talked to me about Jesus. I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't think God existed. I thought He was a possibility, and that was as far as I ever thought. Uh, but that led me into being extremely depressed. Easily, I had no uh, safety net. And so I'd uh, actually, you know, I was got addicted to opiates for six years uh, immediately upon uh, leaving Iraq. And so that led to me to the spot. I think a lot of people are saved in, in their absolute lowest depths, and that's where that's where God found me after six years of that. Like I'd lost my job at the hospital, stopped even working at restaurants, <clears throat> stopped going to school, and was basically just uh, hating life. I hated people. I hated uh, how selfish people were. I hated uh, the fact that I thought they were all just like bags of flesh after what I had to see. And um, 
So I was studying, crazy enough, conspiracy. And then, uh, yeah, I realized that all that stuff was real. And uh, so that's one of the reasons I always tell people to study what in the Bible is interesting to you. I don't go about it like a lot of preachers. are like, you have to study this, and that, that, that'll lead to where you need to be. I was like, just study what you need to, because that's where God led me, mm-hmm. is through all that darkness, I realized that the Bible is true. And I opened, <clears throat> my buddy had given me a Bible, and I opened uh, in the midst of depression, you know, like suicidal ideation. Like, I hated, hated life. I can't explain how bad that was. And in the midst of all that, my buddy had given me a book and uh, called the Bible. And I opened up to, uh, one night I was like, totally out of it, you know, um, just as far as depression and things of that nature. So I was like, why not? So I opened Revelations, and it read to me like a newspaper, you know, because I'd seen, and I believe, you know, uh, there's a lot of, you know, people behind the scenes, darkness behind the scenes, including humans, uh, working to do evil things, um, involved in war and all the other things. And uh, so Revelations read to me like a newspaper. I was like, who wrote this? It made it sound like, like, how are we here? Like, it was blowing my mind that I felt the presence in the room, even though I didn't believe in spirits. And then uh, it just got heavier and heavier. And then I got to chapter 14 where it starts talking about the love of God. And I was like, and then something just clicked. And I was reading and like halfway through the chapter, something inside me was like, God's real, like inside me. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't read the verse yet, but... Uh, and then the second I said with my mouth, God is real, whatever that presence was in the room, it was like, bam, it was a, um, it was like a super, it was definitely a supernatural experience where it felt like there was a massive amount of energy like flowing through my chest. And I felt like that day, like he took a lot of that uh, stuff from me It changed my mindset about a lot of things that changed how I felt about addiction. Immediately that day, I immediately uh, started to, to quit. And it wasn't just me quitting because it was painful. It was me quitting because while wow, God's real, now I have something uh, to live for, mm-hmm. you know, cause I didn't, you know. I definitely wasn't living for my my uh, dad or anything of that nature, right. my family. Uh, I didn't care. I mean, it didn't matter that I worked, uh, you know, assistant in anesthesia or surgery. None of that mattered. None of them people cared cared or would ever care about me. So I didn't I didn't I didn't take pride in any of that. I didn't care about it. Right. And uh, that day, um, you know, it changed. And then um, I ended up reading the Bible that uh, first year. It took me a year to read it through, and uh, that uh, changed. Yeah, changed that day. Changed everything. Like it was a supernatural experience by feeling and then by mind, like literally everything in my mind that was negative that day, it feels like changed and switched. So no one can take away the fact that, you know, there was someone else there with me. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, that's a powerful testimony. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Um, um, I love hearing uh, how someone comes to faith in Christ because uh, ultimately that's what that's what all of everything, all that we do here, that's what it's all really about is nice. about preaching the gospel and also providing material needs as people need them without discrimination. And, uh, our soup, soap and salvation, soup, soap and salvation. That's exactly right. Um, so yeah, that, that's what it's all about anyway. So I love hearing that. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, for those of you that don't know the Salvation Army, maybe you're, you're listening to this podcast because you just love these buttery voices. Uh, and so, and, uh, but you don't know much about the Salvation Army. Uh, that is, uh, what we're all about. That's the whole, that's our motivation is the fact that Jesus Christ paid the price for all of us. And we don't want people to just be saved uh, for eternity. We would like them also to have the things that they need here on earth as well before we get to eternity. And so uh, thank you for those of you that support us already. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about the Salvation Army, you can find us on our website at salvationarmy.org. Okay, Zach, we're going to go to another break. Uh, we'll, we'll have more here in just a little bit with Zach uh, after this break. Um, 
Anything you'd like to add, Beans, before we go to a break? Um, no, no, I, I'm speechless. I've... That was a powerful testimony. Yeah. And Thanks. rendering her speechless is not an easy thing to do. So, Zach, <laughs> good on you. Okay, so <laughs> we'll be back. Good job shutting me up. We'll be back in just a little bit. Uh, again, if you'd like to, maybe you'd like to be a partner or something like that, give us Hit a us call up. at 865 865- 525-9401. Our website is SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Or you can... Hit us up. On? Facebook. And? Instagram. Perfect. All right. Insta. <laughs> okay. We'll be back in just a minute. Please do not go anywhere. Ron was born in the 60s. Hi, and welcome back to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield we have got Beans here with us, and we also have Zach Lagodney. He has been our special guest on this episode. He's been sharing a lot with us about who he is, where he's from, and uh, how the Lord brought him to the Salvation Army, what he's been doing here, and how the Lord saved him. I mean, what an amazing really awesome. testimony in that last segment. Thank you so much for sharing that, Zach. And Beans actually has a point of contention oh that she would gosh. like to bring up. For our listening audience, and we would love for you to comment. Zach's been talking about his military experience um, and yeah. saved the world yeah. and Christ. And yeah, but we had a discussion off air uh, that involves. But I have something to add about Tootsie Roll Pops. Yeah, and so <laughs> Beans <laughs> has a point of contention she would like to have solved here, and you can help us with that. All you have to do is comment uh, which you would prefer, or whether or not you like the what? What is your favorite flavor of Tootsie Roll Pop? What is oh that again? Oh my goodness! Well, basically, um, Ron is saying that hmm? chocolate Tootsie Roll Pops are not good. Right, I am saying that, and Zach said and that Zach's too. Zach's saying that too. Yeah, he says it has to. It's kind the of last upsetting. one, maybe. Right. No, you, it's a last resort. No, no, it's like the first. It's <laughs> the best one. Okay. Because it's chocolate. So. And there's a Tootsie Roll in the center, so well, it's just. We're going to leave this to our listening audience. It's so hey, good. If you w- would like to weigh in on this discussion. I don't know why we even had to get into this because um, it's just upsetting. We didn't have to. It was just upsetting. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. Tootsie Roll Pops, should they be chocolate or should they not? They should be. That is the question. But let us know. Please let us know. You can let us know on social media. You can do what to us? Hit us up. Yes, you can hit us up <laughs> on social media, Facebook, Facebook Instagram. And stuff. And as well as uh, you can always go to our website at SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. But you can also comment right there where you're listening. Uh, whatever, please tell us whatever platform you're listening. Uh, please comment on the. Uh, this is very important on the podcast. We'd Let like to know. know. Do you like should chocolate Tootsie Roll pops be a thing or should they not? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Moving on, Zach. You have been sharing some amazing stuff with us. Um, as Beans mentioned, you have shared with us how you were in the army. Uh, the Lord saved you. He brought you to the Salvation Army. And we are very glad to have you here. All the things you've been doing here. And uh, thank you so much for what you have been doing and what you'll continue to do. And uh, wanted to ask you, uh, we've got just a couple minutes in this last segment. Wanted to ask you if there's something you would like to leave our audience with. What What would you like to leave them with? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, then focusing back on uh, yeah, my salvation in Christ. Um it would definitely be like a word of encouragement would be that when I was saved, like it, I literally went from death to life. Uh, he literally proved the verse uh, when that happened, that when you believe in your heart and uh, was it believe in your heart to salvation, we say it with your mm-hmm. mouth. Um, yep. Literally when I did that, he changed my life. 
And so I would say a word of encouragement that um, God can and will change everything in your life at that period of time. I mean, as far down as you could possibly uh, go, um, I mean, I guess I could have a little bit further, but he literally changed from that point on. So I would say to, to persevere uh, and to stick to Christ, to stick to reading the Bible uh, and praying it, it is the only thing uh, that I believe can get you out of any tough circumstances or else you're just changing your circumstances. You're not getting any better. Like God literally will and has changed my life and continues to do so. Amen. And uh, so persevere and pray and uh, everything changes and have patience because uh, uh, once you're in Christ, difficulties are all for a reason. Every time I look back at difficulties that I was so upset going through, I can see that they uh, worked to change my character for the better. So uh, persevere and uh, a quote that kept getting stuck on my head the past just because since I've been here is uh, well, it's from Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Mm-hmm. So even um, even when things around you seem um, weird or dark or like they're closing in, <clears throat> it's all for a purpose. So stick stick with the Lord. Amen. That's good stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you so much uh, for that. Thank you for sharing uh, just a little bit about yourself today uh, on our yeah, show. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, we re- we have really enjoyed having you. Beans, is there anything you would like to add? No, just thanks for everything you do, Zach. <laughs> thanks. <Is it? laughs> he does so much. Heartfelt. He does so much. <laughs> I don't know why you're Zach's, laughing. No, you, nothing. You did great. What? Good job. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Thank you very much for being with us today on this episode. I don't know what's funny about of that. Of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield, where we like to laugh. And, At me. And, get, <laughs> and so, thank you so much. Beans, thank you very much for being here. Uh, you always add what? a wonderful layer to the show. I don't understand what I just added. I was thanking Zach for what he does. Yes. Thank you, Zach, for what you do. Thank you for having me. This All the stuff awesome. you do. All right. Well... Again, if you'd like to learn more about the Salvation Army and what we do here, uh, please uh, give us a call at 865-525-9401. Find us on our website. Hit us up on Facebook. SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Or hit us up on Facebook. (laughs) Until next time, go out and do the most good to everyone that you meet. Thanks for listening to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. If you have an idea for a guest or for any questions about the show, reach out to us at ron.day at uss.salvationarmy.org. Or you can visit salvationarmysoundcast.org forward slash BTS for more information.